are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is uh, Tony Dow with the Pharmacy IT and Me podcast and welcome to another episode. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is uh, everyone. And today we have a special guest on the podcast, Dr. Alexander Novgorodov. Hopefully I pronounced that right. And he is a PGY1, PGY2 Pharmacy for Max resident. He has had a very interesting journey that I really want to kind of delve into and then just get more, you know, uh, details and um, discussion about what he's experienced. So thank you so much, Alex, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, just before we get started, I guess just for a general intro, can you tell the listeners a little bit about, about I guess, uh, yourself and your early uh, early career? Sure. So right now, like you mentioned, I'm a PGY2 Pharmacy Informatics resident here at LifePoint Health. And it's been a bit of a journey to get here. So I was actually born in Moscow, Russia. I moved to the United States when I was three. Uh, I moved around to Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, where I spent like a decade. And then finally down in Charleston, South Carolina, where I finished high school. I finished a bachelor's in biology at Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Wasn't sure what I quite wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do healthcare. I ended up going to medical school at the Medical University of South Carolina. Uh, finished two years there and was doing fine academically, but I realized being a doctor wasn't really a good fit for me professionally. And medical school kind of woke up a passion for pharmacy in me. So I, after a lot of deliberation, I left and reapplied to pharmacy school also at MUSC because I found the school was great. And I finished my pharmacy school training and joined a two-year combined residency program in informatics at LifePoint Health in partnership with Lipscomb University and Center Regional Medical Center. So it's been a bit of a wild ride. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that part about the medical school part. So um, I guess uh, before we talk about that, uh, in terms of like healthcare technology and informatics, is that something you, you kind of knew you wanted to get into? I love like technology. I love working with, you know, various different things, even Microsoft Excel, which is pretty nerdy to be into. I actually really enjoy watching Excel videos online. I love doing a little bit of programming in high school. I never really considered it a career path. I always thought this would be a hobby on the side. So first year of pharmacy school, I'm showing up to school, not really knowing what pharmacy is in terms of the whole broad range. I had a very narrow view of what pharmacy could be. But within that first semester in the fall, I was doing a CV review. And the person reviewing my CV, she went, yeah, it's your first year. There's not a lot to cover here, but you're doing good so far. So I had plenty of time to talk, and she turned out to be a pharmacy uh, informatics uh, uh, employee there at MUSC. And I was like, oh, tell me more about that, because that's fascinating. And after I learned a bit about it, I was like, hey, can I shadow with you guys? I'd love to know more, because this is very interesting to me. So they're, yeah, okay, come on by. So I shadowed with them, and then I went, hey, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Uh, can I volunteer with you? And at that point, everyone in the room got to give you a puzzle to look at it. Can you? Are we allowed to do that? How do we set that up? But after a little bit, uh, we set up a volunteering position, and I just started volunteering with them for like a year and a half, during which I was doing a lot of Excel work. I was doing a lot of analyses, trying to catch things. Epic has a nice export feature. So even if I don't have access to the EHR, I can still do work. And after a while, they ended up getting an opportunity to have an intern position. So they gave me a phone call and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I will absolutely take you up on this offer. So that's kind of how I got into it. And yeah, I have just had a blast doing it. 
That's really cool. So, um, I mean, just before we get into like the nitty gritty, like uh, details about your uh, informatics uh, experience, just to backtrack a little bit, you you did mention that you weren't doing, you know, academically ba- academically bad or anything uh, when you were in medical school, but you said something had triggered you that you wanted to get into pharmacy. I was curious about like what was that? Like what made you feel that you know pharmacy was the better path to go to for you personally? Oh sure, that's a fair question. Uh, basically, with medical school, I came into it and I loved it because all the courses were so interesting. All the lecturers were great people. They were really passionate about what they did, and I just loved the material because I was I was always a science kind of a guy. Uh, so academically. Fantastic. It was the right choice on paper. Uh, but one thing that I did do was I also wanted to think about the future as far as, well, what am I going to do once I graduate medical school? Uh, what career path am I going to take? So I started shadowing. I started volunteering. I started doing everything I could do to get more and more exposure. And every single time I did it, it would just turn out that, oh, this is kind of interesting, but I could not do this for a career. This doesn't interest me or this scares the heck out of me. I don't feel comfortable doing this or that or the other, or I could work with ideal patients, but the moment I get a very, not very ideal patient, I might be in trouble. And I just lost a lot of confidence in, well, is this the right fit for me? Because those weren't the sorts of interactions I want to be having with patients. I didn't necessarily like the uh, structure of the relationship, the diagnostic portion I never really liked, but I love the pharmacy portion. That's what I really uh, started to dig into because medical school doesn't give you a lot of pharmacy. It gives you a broad exposure very rapidly, but they never go into the details for all these different medications. And that's what I started to get really interested in. So that kind of triggered my thinking of, you know, I could keep going. I could probably finish medical school. I could uh, start a career as a doctor. I've been, I guess anesthesia was the closest I ever got to a chosen career path. I could pursue that, but I'm probably not going to be happy doing it day in and day out. It'd be good money, but that's a terrible reason to do something for a career. So I decided that, hey, I had a conversation with my parents, uh, with my mentors at the medical school, everyone I could. And we kind of went, you know what? Yeah, pharmacy school would probably be for the best because it was something I was interested in. I had exposures. I'd worked interprofessionally with pharmacy students at MUSC. So I knew a little bit about their curriculum, what they were going through. And it was stuff I wanted to be going through myself. And yeah, we went for it. It was a hugely difficult decision because that's a big investment that had been made in medical school before transitioning to pharmacy school. But I feel like I grew a lot. I developed a lot of, you know, self-reliance. I started to learn that I had a good medical background going into pharmacy school. Uh, It helped me step up when I started pharmacy school and start taking more leadership role in different organizations uh, because I had had those experiences. So I don't feel it was wasted. And I feel I had a much better idea of what I needed to be doing thanks to that. Yeah, that's actually a good point, too. Uh, Just having those two years already in medical school gives you a little bit of a leg up when you start like a different, uh, in in your case, pharmacy school, a different uh, almost. And um, it's it's nice that you get to have that experience that you can uh, apply to. And, uh, you know, speaking about experience, too, like you did mention that you had some shadowing before they gave you an internship position. Like what kind of things were you doing before that internship position uh, opened up for you? Oh, for uh, pharmacy school and informatics? The shadowing was just like one day and that was just to see what everyone did. And that was really fun. But for the actual volunteer 
description. They might give me a data export of our formulary, and it would have certain fields and columns, like dual sign verification uh, for certain medications, say insulin or chemotherapy or whatever else, need dual sign verification. And they give me like a policy form as far as like these types of medication need to dual sign verification. So I would cross-reference it and just try and find different uh, medications that either had it and didn't need it or didn't have it and needed it. And then I'd ship it back. And I do a lot of little projects like that. One of the more interesting ones that I got involved in was in partnership with the Drug Information Department was just looking at automated therapeutic substitution and whether the cost value made sense. Like, were we substituting to a cheaper product or was there something wrong with the substitution? And I did analysis on those. I just pulled all those out, uh, checked what we were doing, checked the costs on everything. And at one point I discovered there was an issue that had been caught previously and just hadn't that uh, we were using older data uh, in terms of like our contract ran out on one of the medications. And so we were paying way more than we needed to. But other things I just started catching with inhalers, we were losing money in certain substitutions and that helped thing. And it just got me thinking about the entire health record in a different way as I approached it uh, moving forward. Oh, that's that's cool. So you got to do some some uh, pretty deep work. I guess not deep work in the EHR, but with uh, a lot of like data that you were allowed, you were actually able to make things actionable for the organization. And that was just volunteering, you said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow. Just in my free time, I liked it a lot because it actually counted for volunteer hours. And you know, South Carolina, you need to get like 500 volunteer hours in or intern hours. Uh, and it was just on my own schedule. If I had some free time and I felt like working at it, I could knock out four hours of work right off one afternoon. And it always worked with me. I actually did a lot of volunteering in uh, in pharmacy school. I also volunteered with our uh, local VA uh, just in their outpatient pharmacy. Because when I came into pharmacy school, I had never had like pharmacy work experience. And at one point, they had asked the question, who here has pharmacy work experience? And pretty much in our room raised their hands. And I'm all there by my lonesome. And I was like, oh, maybe I should get some real fast. And I knew I probably couldn't get a paid position. I tried in a couple of places, but got out competed. Uh, but then I went, why don't I just volunteer? I'm not too worried about the money, but I want the experience. So our local VA, they had an open spot. They had a volunteer program. I applied through it and I got a ton of good outpatient experience, just learning the ropes of how the workflow process works over there. And that gave me a lot of confidence, a lot of valuable experience, et cetera. As a pharmacy student, you have a lot of opportunities if you don't limit yourself to just what other people are doing. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, you know, like when you got your internship position, then how did that differentiate from your volunteer experience? Because it sounds like you did a lot of stuff as a volunteer already. Oh, uh, it changed drastically. Uh, the volunteer, uh, the actual internship position was part of a larger program that other colleges and other departments have been taking advantage of uh, within the IT sort of uh, workspace. So there were like uh, security volunteers, there were various volunteers in the IT space. And now pharmacy had finally gotten one for themselves. And so right there, kind of on the first day where we're introducing ourselves, I think we had a lot of the C-suite for the IT department in there, like the CFO, et cetera. And one of the questions they just asked the room was, well, how can we make this experience more valuable for you? And for me, I try and couch things in, you know, uh, certain ways. I was thinking, you know, we have a college of health professions. They offer data analytics training, all these sorts of things. So I went, I know you can't get me epic training, but could I? And that's when they kind of cut me up and said, I mean, we'd consider it. 
And that's kind of when I stopped talking and went, okay, and immediately wrote a proposal for Epic training. I workshopped it around the entire uh, Privacy Informatics group to make sure that I composed the proposal appropriately. I was getting all the information I needed in there. And I immediately submitted it as soon as possible. It somehow got approved, which was amazing. And so I ended up getting Willow inpatient training and certification. And after that, that gave me access to do pretty much anything a Willow analyst did over in the department. So suddenly I wasn't really doing a lot of Excel work. I was doing work directly in Epic and I was taking on larger projects. So one of my bigger projects was medication alert reduction strategies, just looking at our noisiest alerts and figuring out ways of making them less noisy, uh, making uh, the actual alerts more valuable to frontline providers. And that's what I spent like a whole year on, analyzing those and figuring out ways we can make interventions. Then there was the uh, downtime label build. So for if Epic ever goes down, we need labels for our medication. Ours were out of date, so I updated all of those, just our entire record. That was me working directly with uh, staff pharmacists in the uh, in our uh, inpatient pharmacy to make sure those were meeting their needs. And at some point, I actually was working on a project just standardizing drug pump libraries across uh, some hospitals we had acquired as a as MUSC. And they had their smart pump libraries. We had ours. We needed to get them on a plane where they were equal. So those were really interesting projects. And I also got to do like little uh, ticket, uh, just working on tickets, building up medication. I did a bit of compounding build. I did a little bit of investigational build. And it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. And that's kind of just continued to push me towards informatics pharmacy. So I definitely want to do a residency after getting that exposure. It's funny because you said that that's what pushed you towards informatics pharmacy, but you're basically already doing informatics pharmacy as an intern. Like that's mind blowing to me. Like that's the stuff that, you know, informatics pharmacists, generalists uh, in inpatient settings would be already doing on the day to day. And you got to do that as an intern. That's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I still look back and wonder how all that even happened, but it seems like the stars aligned and they had this opportunity uh, that they were able to offer me to be an intern. And I was able to kick it up a notch to where they didn't even realize they would be getting a uh, Willow inpatient certified intern. So they tried to figure out ways of taking full advantage of that. And after a little while, I actually was able to get Aaron Smith, a friend of mine who was also interested in informatics, the same position because they had seen what I was doing and they went, well, we would love to do this even more. And we would love for an ambulatory position to uh, get filled by a student. And that's what he did. He got Will Ambulatory certified and started working on ambulatory build. Yeah, yeah. I spoke with Aaron a while ago, too. And um, and that's actually how I was made aware of who you are. So um, <laughs> you guys have like really interesting like unique stories about you know interning and getting epic trained and certified that that's just amazing to me also i I don't know if this is something that was beneficial for you like i i was curious about like since you did have those two years of a medical school training did that kind of help you with aspects in the ehr about like cpoe and a provider's kind of a mentality when they approach orders? It definitely helps me think about it because I saw our old CPOE and I saw the Epic CPOE for from the provider perspective back when I was in medical school. And 
I started to appreciate that it's not a perfect interface. Like it's improved since then. We've tailored it, we've improved on it, but there are definitely areas where there are opportunities to continue to make it better, to make sure that communication is adequate because in the moment, you don't want to be worrying about a ton of little details. You just want to be getting the most pertinent information when you're entering a medication order and you want that process to be as smooth as possible. So I think my medical school training did give me the initial perspective that, yeah, you can't just look at it from a pharmacy perspective or from a physician perspective. You have to look at it from everyone's perspective. Pharmacy, nursing, uh, all of our allied health professionals, everyone is interacting with this big health record. And we have to find ways of making sure that everyone's benefiting from it. That's that's awesome. So, you know, like also another thing that not all informatics uh, personnel do, but uh, I guess a handful of them do do if they're under the IT department is the ITIL certification. I guess before we get into that a little bit, can you describe a little bit about what ITIL is? Sure. So ITIL certification, that is the information technology, is it informatics library? I forget the acronym. Uh, but basically, it is kind of an all-encompassing way of doing things. It's a framework for kind of how to carry out services. And in this case, it's often uh, done with IT services. And we'll take an informatics department as an example. It is a way of structuring that department. It's agreements with others. And you start to treat informatics as a service you are providing that you are taking responsibility for. Uh, you are making a certain commitment and you are finding ways of, A, being transparent about that, being transparent about the services you're offering, and being transparent about how well you're doing with those, and then making sure that the whole process is as streamlined as possible. Awesome. And then you, you got that certification back, I believe you were an intern, right? I did. That was one of those surprising little uh, events that I didn't anticipate during my journey. Basically, during my sort of last year with the department, they started to do ITIL training because they were going to standardize things. I believe they were switching over to ServiceNow, and they were going to just follow ITIL as a way of reorganizing everything, making sure that all their personnel were mapped out, making sure that there was clear communication across departments, everything was managed in a standardized process. And they started offering everyone in the department ITIL training. And I happened to qualify as anyone in the department. So I took full advantage of that. And it was really fascinating. Uh, that ITIL training really helped me kind of conceptualize a lot of things. And now that I started a residency in an informatics residency, uh, a lot of those concepts come in handy for project management, for understanding how the department is functioning and really give me a leg up. I really liked ideal training. Yeah. And, you know, like now we're we're getting into your uh, residency discussion. And I want to uh, just ask you about like you, you finished our one year of the two year program already, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. So that when you started that program, because you had this kind of experience in the you know, EPIC certification already working in these things, how was the transition? Uh, was it a difficult transition? Was it a little smoother or like how, how do you feel how did you feel about it when you started i felt it gave me a much better opportunity to take advantage of what was being offered lifepoint health uh the organization with which i'm doing this residency program they're a pretty big enterprise they got 88 hospitals in 29 states they have pretty much every ehr under the sun meditech medho Cerner, epic aragon they do all sorts of things. They got so much diversity and that's kind of what drew me towards them because I wanted to, you know, broaden my horizons, get a whole new perspective on pharmacy informatics uh, by learning a lot of these systems. So coming into it, 
I already had a pretty good baseline as to what pharmacy informatics was. I, you know, dipped my toes in the water already with my previous internship experience. And I had my EPIC certification, which helped a lot. And that gave me an opportunity to just start, you know, hit the ground running. And it also allowed me to focus on other things that I wanted to get done. For example, data analytics, that was something that I kind of had on my to-do list for things I wanted to learn. And because I wasn't too worried about learning the basics of an EHR, I got to do data analytics as a first-year project, building out a giant dashboard for our ambulatory care clinics, just looking at opioid prescribing practices, just because the opioid crisis is ongoing and we don't have a lot of good visibility into what's going on in those practices. Uh, this was uh, an opportunity for me to learn SQL, to learn how to pull data from databases, put it in a dashboard and display it out for everyone. And if I was, you know, shaking my boots, just trying to get EHR experience, I might have shied away from it. But because I felt I was pretty confident in what I knew, I was able to take that on and basically run the project from start to finish with uh, very little uh, people, uh, with very little, you know, help with people looking over my shoulder. Everyone was there to help me out, but I got to run it. Uh, and that was a really valuable experience. As for other EHRs, knowing EPIC really helps me understand kind of what we're doing in Cerner or MedHost or Meditech. We try and accomplish a lot of the same things in similar ways. So it's not too difficult to, trans, uh, to translate those skills over. And I'm still learning Epic in my spare time. I'm currently working on a Kogito uh, proficiency. So I'm able to do a little bit of everything thanks to that. That's really cool. So in your program, like how, how is that structured? Like I, I know that there's a programs out there that are just PGY2 informatics. So they require someone to have a, you know, baseline knowledge in acute care or ambulatory care PGY1. But for you, since it's like a PGY1 and 2 combined, like how mm -hmm. is that structured for how you're getting your experience? Oh, sure. Uh, so Life One Health's program is ASHP accredited. They follow all the sort of the whole checklist from ASHP. The PGY1 experience is very similar to another PGY1 experience on paper. So you're getting mostly clinical exper exposures because that's important. You want to know how things function on the front lines and you want to have a good clinical background in order to do informatics properly. But they incorporate a lot of things like they have a corporate uh, administration rotation where you see kind of the whole big picture of all of our facilities and how their operations teams are running. And then you start to have an informatics exposure that's very flexible. For me, that was primarily learning database management with SQL and uh, Power BI. And then with a little bit of other uh, exposures here and there with medication alerts and other little projects. Then there's just longitudinal things that are happening. So I have a medication safety project I'm working on and had been working on with uh, my co-resident, just looking at all medication safety of work data that's been reported in and finding ways of restructuring that and presenting conclusions based on that. And that was just a year-long project that was also really valuable. What happens is like one afternoon a week, you're still going to be at corporate headquarters. You're going to pay a visit, see what the team is doing, and you get a little exposure to whatever is happening. And it's constantly there's a thread of the informatics portion of things. So it never gets lost among all the clinical rotations. So that's kind of one of the really valuable things I found in the combined program is there's no transition from year one to year two. You know the team already. You know the systems already. You're good to go and you can hit the ground running. And I found that to be really just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely great because you're you're not like having to adjust, right? Like just uh, you just immediately just 
continue your work pretty much. Oh, exactly. And you can build on things from uh, the first year to the second year, like that medication uh, error reporting uh, project. I'm going to continue it uh, this year. I'm going to continue improving upon it, maybe carry out some interventions based upon it. And so you just start to see how things can build on one another. And you've already built up all these relationships, not just within the department, but even other departments. I know in my first year, developed a lot of relationships with our data warehouse team and with our ambulatory team and our physician teams. And so I get to carry those relationships forward and I can build on those and do new projects, do projects better. I have a better idea of how the corporate enterprise functions. So it's really empowering. So now that you're starting your PGY2, you're going to be pretty much done like soon, right? It's just another year. So what's going to be next for you after that? That's a really good question. I'm on the lookout for what's going on in the job market at the moment. I'm the kind of person I have yet to find an area of pharmacy informatics that I really don't like. So I'm very flexible. Uh, so I'm looking at everything from staying here at LifePoint Health corporate headquarters to going back to Charleston to maybe paying a visit to over there in Smith at Chapel Hill, depending on what the job market looks like. But I'm loving everything I'm learning so far and happy to keep going with it. Awesome. You know, it's really great. Uh, every time I talk to someone, they always mention that they just love what they're doing. If they don't mention it, there's that aura or that sense of passion there. And I, I just think it's really great to, to con continue to hear that uh, from people working in the informatics field. And, you know, I, I think that's also one of the things why some people are like saying that they, they want to get into informatics. And there's, you know, there's other things that they need to consider, like, you know, the actual work itself and uh, the relationship building and skills, things like that. And I, I also get like a lot of students asking me about that. Um, I was wondering for you, like, what kind of advice would you give to people if they came up to you and they were like, I want to get into informatics. What can I do to get there? What can I do to prepare myself? Like, what would you say to that? Oh, sure. I mean, I'd probably have a conversation with them and just ask them what they've tried already. Because you can do basic things like going to your dean's office and say, hey, I'm interested in informatics pharmacy. What experiences are there uh, for me here in this area? Uh, you can look at your local hospitals, not just the one your pharmacy school is affiliated with, just anyone in the region, and see if they have an informatics team that's willing to have you shadow and maybe even volunteer for them. Just keep looking for opportunities. You can even just, what I did in pharmacy school is actually ordered some informatics books that were an addition behind, just because those always end up being so much cheaper and just reading those. But, you know, reading online, PubMed has some informatics articles that you can access. Uh, there are some informatics magazines. Just reading about it can really help give you an idea of where things are moving. And then you can uh, tr just try and build your other skills, like leadership skills. For me, when I went to pharmacy school, I wanted to try a little bit of everything and to get involved as much as possible. So I got involved with interprofessional education and ended up being the president of the Interprofessional Student Advisory Board. I got involved with a fraternity. I joined Kappa Psi and ended up as the first vice regent organizing volunteer events. Uh, I was on the membership committee for the American Interprofessional Healthcare Collaborative, which is kind of an international society. It's weird that I got involved with them, but thanks to constantly reaching out, constantly looking for opportunities, uh, it really helped me get involved. I joined ACHP's advisory groups and volunteered on those for a bit. 
I just kept trying to do new things because my philosophy was pharmacy school is the time that, for me to try and fail at things. Like if anything didn't work out, it wasn't the end of the world. I wasn't going to get fired. Nothing bad was going to happen to me. I should just try and do as many things as possible to A, improve my skills, whether it's leadership or managing projects or being able to coordinate different people or whatever else. I was going to push myself and give it a shot because that was absolutely the time to do it. So I really encourage any pharmacy student to really just push themselves a little bit and really don't be afraid of failure because it's going to happen. I failed plenty of times throughout my pharmacy school career. I don't think I had a single successful job interview for uh actual paid position, aside from that internship position with uh, the pharmacy informatics group that already knew me. And there were times when I was down and out, like I tried for a VA position, the Valor program, and I didn't get it. And I was kind of into dumps about that because they were they had an informatics opportunity there. And I didn't know about the, uh, the internship position uh, with the informatics team at NUSC just yet. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? That's it. That was my chance. That's when Aaron got in touch with me and said, hey, I'm volunteering with the specialty department. Do you want to work on a specialty project with me? And that turned out great because I got Six Sigma training. I ended up working with Aaron on a project looking at prior authorization standardization because so we had a prior authorization team, but they weren't standardized in how they were approaching all the different requests. And there were clear ways of, you know, engaging this in optimal manner. So once we did that project, we didn't know going in what the best practices were, but we identified them, implemented them, and made a big difference for that group. And right after that, I got a, a job with the informatics team. <laughs> so that worked out for me. Even if I lost out on one opportunity, another one could open up. So keep at it, keep trying, and keep putting yourself out there. Yeah, thanks for those words of wisdom. And you know, like if people like were interested in reaching out to you about like maybe more personal questions about your journey, like what's the best way that they can reach out to you at? Uh, sure, you can reach out to me at my LinkedIn profile or uh, at my email address. So I guess we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll put those in the show notes. But you know what? Uh, you know, just thank you again for so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. And I'm sure like our listeners uh, learned so much from you today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me, and remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.